What's good, Cubers? It's your boy, Matt. And his lady, Lori. We just want to welcome you back to the Cube for Two and You podcast, where we discuss all aspects of Magic the Gathering and how they relate to the Cube community. Today, we're going to be discussing our history with Magic and how we became Cube addicts. And we're going to give you a chance to get to know us a little bit better and ask us some personal questions. That's right. But before we do that, I do want to remind you that Cube for Two is a TCG player affiliate. And if you're going to buy some cardboard, we would appreciate you using that affiliate link in the show notes below. And that we are also a YouTube channel. So if you're listening to us on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or one of those new high-fangledy podcast apps, you can also get more Cube content uh, just by looking for us over on YouTube. So without further ado, let's get started. So tell me, how did you actually get started with Magic the Gathering? Who introduced you? So I got started playing Magic uh, right as I transitioned into high school, around 8th grade, uh, many, many, many moons ago. I had a buddy named Josh introduce me to it. Josh actually introduced me to a lot of cool stuff that I wasn't interested in and then I was highly addicted to, like anime uh, and, and, and Magic. And so, yeah, he, he got me into it. Funnily enough, Josh didn't actually teach me to play. Uh, a buddy of mine... And I went out and bought starter decks, and I was staying with him and his family over a weekend, and so we read the rule book. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute, Magic had rule books? Yeah, so we got 5th edition starter decks, and back in the day, they came with rule books inside of them, and they were really, really tiny. You know, like they're smaller than a, a playing card. Okay. And we, yeah, we read it over and over again and, and tried to figure out the rules and made tons and tons of uh, playing mistakes. But magic is so nuanced. How could they possibly get that on a play card? Well, it, it was the book was smaller than a playing card, but it had like, I don't know, it was like a 20 page rule book. What is the font size two? Tiny. It was <laughs> tiny. You learned to play from a rule book? Yeah. So we learned to play from a rule book. And then I went back and met with Josh and another one of my friends. His name was. Well, we just called him Crispy. like Crispy? Like Crispy Chicken? Yeah, like Crispy Chicken. Crispy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so anyway, Josh and Crispy uh, tightened us up on the rules a little bit uh, for the things that we were that we were misplaying. In particular, we misplayed Cursed Land. What is a Cursed Land? Cursed Land was this enchantment that said the land dealt you a damage on your upkeep. We were playing it so that it dealt you a damage for every land. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it was a big bomb uh, in that format. Yeah. I imagine uh, games ended quickly. <laughs> they certainly did. Yes, yes, they did. Um, so yeah, that that's that's how I got started, and we played uh, all through high school. Okay, did you play regularly in high school? Around the end of my freshman year, the beginning of my sophomore year, we started doing F and M's, and so my dad drove me to my very first one. Shout out to dad, even though I know you're not listening. <laughs> he drove me to my very first one and stayed the whole night while I played. Oh, did he really? Yes, he really did. Oh, um, poor guy. It didn't. It's okay. It didn't last long. I got bounced in the first round. Uh, they didn't play round robin. They played single elimination. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, when you lost, you were done. I played against this guy who was on a draw go deck. Uh, that, that's how I learned what draw go was, is I got demolished by it. Yeah, apparently he was the best player in the shop. They they fed us to the wolves. Oh, that's not nice. If they wanted you to come back and spend more money, they should have been nicer to you. Well, we came back and spent more money anyway, so it worked out just fine for them. <laughs> but anyway, after that, we got really into it, the four of us. Uh, we did F&M all the time. Uh, we started playing multiple formats, and I went optimal my junior year in high school. Like Optimus Prime? Uh, no, no, definitely not like Optimus Prime. So optimal is when your cardboard habit pays for itself. It can do that? Well, it can back when the cards were, <laughs> were that cheap. So, you know, I got really, really good. I took a run uh, and tried to get on the, the junior. There was like a, I don't know what they call it, like the junior pro tour or something like that. Uh -huh. I'd have to look it up. But yeah, like I tried to make a run at that. I won Friday Night Magic so often that I would pay my 10 bucks to play and then I would win 100 in store credit at the end of the night. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that does sound profitable. Yeah. So, so I mean, like it's store credit, but I would spend 60, 70 of it on cards and like bank the rest for, you know, the next week's entry fee. What kind of decks were you playing back then? Um, so we did a lot of extended and I played this uh, Naya mid-range deck uh, in extended People started sideboarding for it because I won all the time. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had to build a couple other decks to just kind of rotate in occasionally. Uh, that's when I got really into Red Burn because because the Naya mid range deck was you know they built these slower slow rolly control decks to beat it. Um, and so yeah, I got really into playing like Mono Red Burn. You always have been a Burn player. I love Mono Red Burn, and we played a lot of Standard, especially around like Mercadian Mass Block and and Ur- we, we we I should say we played Standard during Urza Block and quit. Okay. Um, Why did you quit? Talarian Winter. Talarian Winter. Yeah, Talarian Winter. Winter, like the season. That that's that period of time where all that crazy stuff in Urza Block was legal. Talarian Academy, Stroke of Genius, Time Spiral, and your opponent would play all these cheap artifacts and go off and make you draw your entire deck in one turn. It just wasn't very fun. That's right. when we got really into Extended, and then we went back to Standard after all that stuff got banned. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then we were playing. I played a lot of Nethergo, and uh, you have Maya Fires um, and stuff like that, and you know those decks because I have rebuilt them since. Yes, and then yes, we just some of those. Eagles. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know that when we met in high school, you played Magic. Yes, you cost me a couple of games. I did. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what you did. So, I so think for I do. so I for our I viewers do. at home, uh, one of my my high school girlfriend hashtag my wife's favorite things to do was to crack open my magic cards when I wasn't looking and sort the basic lands into one stack and all the other cards into another. Okay, okay, to be fair, <laughs> my sorting thing has done you very well. You like this about me. I keep your collection in a nice, neat order now. Yes, but when you go to F&M and you shuffle your deck, you know, six or seven times, uh-huh. it's a, you know, you, you, you do this, you know, six or seven times you shuffle, you present for cut, and then you draw I, I seven lands or seven, no, no you cost me no, a first game several no, times. I, you, you liked me in high school and I would sit there on the floor with you and your buddies and I would try to flirt with you. So I'd pick up the deck you weren't using and all I could tell was that there were land cards and there were other cards and I would sort through them and I'd look through them and I didn't know I was messing you up. I'm really <laughs> sorry. I understand the game now. I feel really bad. Don't feel really bad. It was fine. Yeah, but I lost you some games. You did lose me some games. What did you? What did the guys say when when you told them uh, my girlfriend's been messing with my cards? They'd say thanks for game one. Ouch! <laughs> you should have said, "Well, at least I have a girlfriend, right?" Uh, uh, that that was. Um, <laughs> well, anyway, my my senior year, I started uh, missing the shop uh, every Friday night uh, with with some irregularity. And um, finally, one of the, the owners asked me, like, you know, like, where you been, man? You know, you're gone for a little while and then you show up, play a week, then you're gone for a little while. And I'd be like, well, I'm, I'm, I've got a girlfriend, you know, we're, we're dating. And he's like, oh, good for you. I wish some of these other guys had girlfriends. <laughs> yeah, I, I would love to see some of our card playing friends uh, get someone significant other of some kind. That would be great. Um, so, yeah, so so that was my high school experience. And, and that was pretty sweet until uh, I got emotionally shattered. Did I do it? No, no, uh, a, a random per- I don't know who did it, or I wouldn't be emotionally shattered. They'd be shattered. Oh, what happened? My my trade binder got stolen. Uh, my bag. With, Your with, bag? Uh, I, I left it at the shop, and uh, when I came back, my I left it by accident. I came back to get it, and my binder and stuff was gone from inside of it. All, all that was in there was my decks. At least I got to keep my decks. Oh, wow. So, like, um, I lost a whole, uh, just a ton of stuff. All my play sets of dual lands were, were in there. They disappeared. Play sets of dual lands? Well, you know, they were 10 bucks back then. It was different. But, yeah, like, my, my tropical islands, my underground seas. Oh, my goodness. My volcanics. You know, we, you, you know how we keep play sets of shocks now, Yeah, right? yeah, I Yeah, do. so I kept play sets of the lands of the time. Holy cow. Yeah, they're all gone. Um, that Naya deck that I played and loved, I yeah. used to run foreign black-bordered uh, cards in it. Just for like for giggles because it made me happy, and I'd have to sideboard them out. I had to put them in the binder and put the real ones in to play Friday Night Magic. Right. Well, I, they were in the binder, Aww. so they're all they were all gone too. That's really horrible. Yeah, it, it crushed my soul a, a bit. Oh man. Um. And so anyway, that so I went to college, uh, kind of heartbroke about that, and and all my boys went to different colleges. Like none of us were near each other. Yeah. Um. And there was no local shop at, at my school. Like there was nowhere to go play Magic. So I, I stopped playing. I had a, a girlfriend at the time who wouldn't play with me. Oh, I played with you. But yeah, but not cardboard. No, I, <laughs> I mean I'm not mad cardboard. about that. But you know, this is anyway. So anyway, yeah. So uh, after a year or two of college, I, I sold everything, almost everything. Oh, that's kind of sad. Yeah. And I feel bad now looking back that I didn't play magic with you mm-hmm. 
But we did other things. I mean, it was Yeah, it was we fine. played other games. Yeah. But but yeah, you weren't into magic. I just figured no one was ever going to play with me again, and so I sold everything. That's uh, really sad. I, I, How the, much did you get for it? <laughs> um, God, I'm embarrassed. $200? For what? Um, well, he wasn't really interested in my, my trade uh, stock because I didn't have that much. Uh-huh. You know, I, I had yeah, because part my of notebook. it had been stolen, yeah. Um, but he was very interested in this legacy deck that I had that was, you know, I had built just for fun. It was built around a card called Arcane Laboratory that said everybody can only play one spell a turn. Um, and this was this was my For Giggles deck, and it revolved around Airtai, who was this uh, wizard who would tap to counter a spell. So they only got to play one spell a turn, and you could just tap Airtai to counter it. Mm-hmm. So, like, they were locked down as prison. Um, but that's where my Mock Sapphire was. That's where my Time Twister was. Oh my goodness. Those were my four underground seas that I had left. Um, it was, it was a pretty cool deck. Uh, it had some very nice pieces in it. Even for back then, having a Mox was a big deal. And he was also interested in this other extended deck that I had been playing, um, that was Wildfire. With Mox Diamonds, Grim Monoliths, uh, Wildfire, Mastercores, Morphlings, um, he was very interested in all of that stuff. And yeah, he, he you know what? And I, at the time I just didn't care. I was just like, you know, well, 200 bucks, it's whatever. Like they're cardboard. I'm never going to do anything with them again. Um, and yeah, I sold them all. Little did you know that however many years later you'd be playing again. It's, it's heartbreaking, uh, to think about quite frankly. Well, <clears throat> we'll, we'll get away from the past and go a little closer to the more recent. Yeah, more past? recent, more, more recent. recent past. More recent past. What what actually brought you back to magic? Because I know it wasn't me. Um, so I had a, a buddy at work, and he and his husband had gotten into magic through a friend, and their friend lived in California, and they had been visiting them all summer, and they came back and they wanted to play magic here. And so they wanted to host a draft at their house. And so everyone, you know, like they were inviting people. And I heard them talking about it at lunch. And I was like, yeah, Magic, I, I, I played that game a little bit. You know, the guy who tried to join the Junior Pro Tour. And yeah, but it had been a decade ago. I mean, oh, it had been a long time. But I was like, yeah, I played it a little bit. And so they invited me to, to draft with them. Uh, and I had forgotten how much I loved this game. This, this draft was not fair. This It was not, you know... They're trying to make sure they do the phases right. They're trying to make sure, and I'm there, and I know it's been a decade, but it hadn't left. I was highly successful. I remember you coming home being kind of stoked and excited and a little bit guilty about how well it went for you. Yeah, I I felt bad. Um, <laughs> I, did, I did. I felt bad. But I also, like, I just I forgot how much I love this game game like i just love magic i love the interaction i love deck building i love the gathering part of the gathering i love this game and they wanted to keep playing uh at their house and do like some some constructed stuff and so the only thing i didn't sell when i sold my collection was the naya deck that i talked about before and my old siobhan dragons because mm-hmm. um, it was my favorite card um, so I still I still kept all of those. The Beta Siobhan Dragon held on to it. The Foreign Black Bordered, I still had one, kept it. Um, and that Naya deck. And so, yeah, I took the, the, the Naya mid-rangey deck over there, only it still had, like, it still had the broken pieces in it. Because my buddies and I would side our uh, extended decks into legacy decks when we were just playing with each other for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so it still had the Wheel of Fortune in it. Oh, wow. Um, and stuff like that. So anyway, I took it over there and... and you know they're playing with the stuff that they've built from the draft that they've opened. Uh, it was not very fair, um, but I was, and I was also worried. Um, I didn't want to embarrass myself, and mm-hmm. I, that's 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 where you come in. Oh no, you hate embarrassment. How I, how am I uh, not embarrassing for you? Oh no, I'm a, <laughs> no no that, that's that's not true at all. But I wanted to play some more and practice before I went over there and played against whatever they had. I didn't know at the time that I was just like bringing a bazooka to a. A water gun fight. So yeah, so we we I, I I asked you if you could just learn to play enough that I could practice some. And I do remember you kind of saying that you know I want to go play with my buddies, um, but I'm out of practice. Do you mind practicing with me? And I think I told you I don't mind helping you practice, but I don't know how to play. Yeah. So how in the world did you? I don't know. Teach me. I'm sure I did it in the same in a similar manner to the way I would teach people now, which is we played with lands and creatures, and then we added sorceries. 
and then you add instants, and then you, you know teach the stack and other basics. I remember there was a lot of kitchen table magic. There's, we played Lots. a ton of kitchen table magic, and I think that is where uh, you come in, essentially, uh, and maybe we could talk, talk about your history some. So what's the very first magic product that you opened? Oh, I honestly don't know. Oh, I do. I, I honestly have no idea what the first stuff I opened is. I know when I start actually remembering things about magic, but you tell me that we were practicing before then. Yeah, the first thing you opened is a deck builder's toolkit. Is that what that thing was? Yeah, that's the very first thing that you opened. It was like okay. a, an M14, M- M15, I think. I think uh, we looked it up. It's an M15. Uh, deck builder's I, toolkit. To, to be fair, we had just had a baby. Yeah. Our daughter had just been born, yeah. and I was tired. Yeah. And I'm trying to humor my husband with this. Mm-hmm. So I don't have very clear memories. That's fair. I wasn't sleeping through the night. Um, But yeah, I, I do kind of remember the, the toolkit. Yeah, because we built several decks out of it, and then we'd tear them apart and build different decks out of it. Yeah, I remember I made this low-to-the-ground white deck mm-hmm. with little little flyers and... Little soldiers and things, and I thought it was cute and adorable, and you called it a white weenie, and I was super offended. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were you were pretty salty about I that was. for a while. And I kept trying to explain to you, like, no, this is just a deck, it's an archetype, like, it's, you know, you play Crusade and Savannah Lions and White Knights, and you win games. This is a, this is a legit thing, and you're like, stop calling my creatures weenies. Yes, <laughs> yes, stop calling them weenies. They're not, they're not weenies, they're just small. But yep. I, I get it now. Do you remember how you got started after that Deck Builders Toolkit? Because we're still playing very casual magic at this time. I remember you kind of put together several decks. Yep. And you had like a Yavmea Fires deck that was pretty aggressive. You built a Blue Skies deck that kind of locked me down. Mm-hmm. And I remember a Nether Go deck. I love that That deck. you... At one point, you said I couldn't play anything else until I mastered Nether Go. Absolutely. And I think I was angry and I hated you for about a week. And then I figured it out and the whole world of magic was unlocked. Yes. Um, I also remember maybe like Blister Pod. Yes. My very first Golgari experience mm-hmm. that I thought was pretty cool. And at some point, I remember energy counters. Yeah. Now now we're getting closer to, yeah. to ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So we, I did make some decks. My decks were never as good as yours. And you always helped me with that process. You, kind, yeah. I kind of told you I'm interested in doing this type of deck and you would find the pieces and put it together for me. Yeah. But you were definitely the person that built the decks. Yeah, I was, I'm always brewing. It's just something good for my mind to focus on. Like I'm always trying to brew. And for those of you who are at home and are trying to figure out how you can convince your girl, uh, your significant other to play magic with you. Here's the here's the secret. You let them win some. You let them win some in the beginning. It's really important. And one of the ways I compensated for that when we were starting out is I made sure that you were in the fast car and I was in the slow car. What do you mean fast car, slow car? So certain decks are stronger in certain matchups. Oh, now this I definitely know. So I made sure that you were playing the deck that had more more gas in it. Oh, I get what you're saying. So my play skills were significantly higher than yours, but there are some things in your deck I just can't overcome right. through smart play. Right. So you might have played one of the decks I built, like a white weenie. Yeah. And I might have been playing the Yavmea Fires. Yes. And what is oh, white... that is very, very yes. un- unmatched. What is white equal. weenie going to do against Sapling Burst on turn you know, three or four? Like, gotcha. It's, it's going to lose. But I guess it made it more interesting for you mm-hmm, to absolutely. have to really think harder. It and made, it made me it a sharper easier player. to play. Mm-hmm. Huh. I'd never really thought about that. But yeah, if you want your significant other to learn how to play this with you, you've got to be nice to them and you got to let them win some. Yeah, you can't you can't mollywop them all the time. And then you're right. Like the 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 week that I made you, I said, okay, so you've played aggro, you've played mid range, you're going to learn control this week, and I made you play Nether Go. Um, which is guys at, at guys at home. Like I loved Nethergo back in the day. This was my deck. I love playing this thing in standard. It's kind of like a, a draw go deck. Oh, very much. But the the only difference is you have one creature in the entire deck, and mm-hmm. it's Nether Spirit. Yes, right. Good for you. Yes. Yeah, it's been a while, but 
he's the goal is to get him into the yard and then during every upkeep he comes back yeah and then occasionally you find other ways to just hammer your opponent you counterspell everything yeah you wipe the board eventually you're drawing more cards than your opponent so now you can really counterspell anything and you can win with a 2-2 nether spirit because whenever they kill it it just comes back and and it's proof positive of what usman says control can win the game with a ham sandwich how do you win this game i'm going to put you on a 10 turn clock with nether spirit yeah and i'm gonna win and that and it happened it happened frequently um, yeah, that was an interesting way to learn. Um, the benefit of that deck is, f- f- I think, for someone who's learning to play the game, and again, you have to learn aggro and mid-range before you play this, is that Nethergo teaches you good habits. Nethergo teaches you why you do stuff on your opponent's instep. Agreed. It, instead of, like, why don't I cast this uh, card draw spell main phase? Because you wait till instep and at least pretend you have counter magic. Right. Um, and it, it, it's proof of why there are all these little things we do in magic, like doing stuff main phase two and doing stuff on instep. Nether go teaches you why it's done that way. Yeah. I, I could understand how to play the game. I knew about main phase one and, you know, going to combat and main phase two. And Mm -hmm. I understood the steps of the game, but there's so much nuance to magic that I didn't really get. And until, I would say years later. Yeah. And I'm still learning it. Yes. And um, I have to say you've been a pretty good teacher about that because at first I wouldn't have even played a blue deck and now I'm not afraid of blue at all. Yeah, exactly. New players are afraid of blue. It's right? not like fair. They're scared of it. Blue's not fair. It requires too much thinking. I just want to play my creatures and swing. Yes. Well. Well, I think I started off as, what is that, a Tommy player? Timmy. 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 You were Timmy. I started off as Timmy. Yes, I definitely wanted to play my big, green, smashy, stompy yes. monsters. Yes. And you taught me how to play blue, which is different and more nuanced. Yeah. And I think now now I, I like the nuances. I like to find a card mechanic and work around it. Yeah, now you're Johnny. You Johnny. Wanna, you want to find something to build around. I'm Johnny. <laughs> Sweep the leg. No, that's a different Johnny. That's a different <laughs> that's Johnny. That's it is, it is. So I know that after a while, playing these, I don't know, dozen decks we had at the kitchen table got redundant. It was pretty obvious. You pulled out a deck, I pulled out a deck, and we knew before playing which one was going to win. At least who was favored. Yes. So it, it got tiresome. It did. So where did you even hear about Cube? Where did you get this idea from? So I heard about Cube on a Telerian Community College video. Yay, prof! Shout out to the prof. We didn't have a magic community. We weren't playing at the LGS. Uh, Our friends had kind of stopped playing with us. We were a little too competitive, too... I I don't want to say too good, but we were certainly too competitive. They were casual players, and we made a hobby of it. I don't know how to play magic 100% casual. You don't know how to do anything casual. That's fair. You know, I want to have four ofs in my deck. I don't want to just play one of every card that I like. Well, then cube is not for you. See, but it is, though. That's a whole other discussion. So, so yeah, anyway, Prof did a video on, on cube, and I was like, what is this format? This solves all our problems. We can have a cube with a bunch of different decks inside it, and it'll play differently every time we play. Where has this been all our lives? And then I just start digging through the internet to try and find anything and everything I can about cube. Because this is going to... I mean, like, as someone who likes to brew a deck, brewing a cube is just, like, next level. It's a whole nother thing. Oh, yeah. I want to have ten decks, but they're all using the same cards. How does it work? So after Prof's video, I started digging around on the internet a little more. um, And I found uh, Milo. Shout out to Milo and his channel. Um... And all of these cube videos were mostly just people showing off the cards in their cube, right? Like, it's literally them holding their cards in front of a camera. I mean, like, this is what I'm playing in green. This is what I'm playing in red. But Milo would do some card predictions, and he'd talk about new sets. And I was like, okay, I I can learn something here. Um, And that's when I started putting the first first draft of our cube together, Mm -hmm. so to speak. There was just nothing else <laughs> to, to be had. There was nothing else to find. I hadn't found uh, the third Power Podcast yet. Big shout to Usman and, and Anthony. 
Um, but I hadn't found them. I, I, it never even occurred to me to look for podcasts. Um, and so I'm looking around on YouTube mostly, and like I can't find anything. There's just no help to be had. And so most of the things I learned in the beginning, I learn on my own. Well, I, I remember when you were designing the first cube, which is the Eternal Cube. Yeah, well, that, we, that you call it. It's it's an it's a legacy cube. We yeah, call it the Eternal. We cube. We call it the Eternal Cube. And I remember you telling me I'm going to build a cube, and I'm like, so <laughs> why do you need a cube? I mean, I'm literally thinking of a square box, a, a square box. I'm thinking of you know a three dimensional form, and you're like, no, 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 no. I'm going to do it for magic cards, and I'm like. Why do you need a box for your magic cards? <laughs> I really had no idea what you were talking about. So there was no way for me to help you through that process. No. But I remember at some point you set us down and you gave me cards and we drafted them, which was a new experience in yeah. itself. Because I don't think you had ever drafted. No, no, I'd never drafted before. That was completely different. But after about, I don't know, an hour of looking through cards and reading every single one. Yes. Um, the play experience was so different from what we were used to. Uh, I built this Golgari deck, and again, I'm a Golgari girl. I, yeah. I, somehow I just love you those are. cards. And I remember it was so cool. It's a deck, but it's not one that we've been storing and mm-hmm. and keeping up and playing with. And I knew that if we shuffled these cards up again... It'd be gone. It would be gone. This was the only chance for me to play with these particular cards in this particular order. Do you know what I remember? What? You mollywhopped me. I remember that quite well. You beat the tar out of me. Yes. First cube draft ever. I'm so yes. excited. I look at my cards after we're done playing, and I'm just like, what did I do wrong? Like, <laughs> I train wrecked. It was so horrible. It was so much fun. <laughs> it was so much fun. I don't remember what I drafted. I just remembered it was crap. I remember having Gonti, the Lord of Luxury. Uh-huh. And I, cause I had never heard of this card before. And I remember playing it and stealing your good stuff and playing it against you. And I just, where have these cards been all my life? This is just the coolest thing ever. Yeah. And so see, see, Naaman Gonti really dimes us out and how long we've been cubing. We really have not been cubing very long in the grand world of cube. No. I mean, I've been playing Magic since I was a kid and very seriously for a while, but, you know, then a hiatus. But, but no, we're really relatively young to cube. Yeah, and we were playing Kitchen Table Magic since I'd say about 2015. And the cube yeah. probably came, what, 2016, 17, 17 maybe? Yeah, my hiatus was probably 10 years. Oh, yeah. Um, and so when you talk about, like, I don't know what this card does, I kind of feel you on that. Because mm-hmm. even, even getting back into Magic now, I'll come across some rare, uh, some, some card that doesn't see play anywhere else. And be like, what the hell is that? And everybody knows but me because it, was, it happened during my hiatus. Yeah. Well, imagine me. I, I missed the first half. <laughs> century of magic however long it's been around i mean i've only been part of magic for five years now less than half i mean it's a half a decade i'll tell you i was when when our friends invited us to go draft with them that night they didn't invite me no they did not invite you it's good you can stay home and watch the kids for me oh man i was almost just surprised that my childhood game was still around yeah Yeah. that had to have been a cool moment like like i'm sorry you're you're gonna play what it's still a thing I want to play. <laughs> <laughs> That's like going to someone's house and they've got a Super Nintendo or a Sega and they yeah. pull out those old games. You're like, yeah, yeah, let's Duck play. hunt? Let's kill sure. that duck. I Murder this. him. We can do this. You can shoot the dog. He'll make a funny face. Right? <laughs> well, I do know that part of our history with magic kind of changed. Yeah. In 2018. Yeah. So in 2018, I have a transplant. I- I'm not going to get too much into that, but... One of the surprising side effects of a transplant, and apparently it's very common, is post-transplant depression. You were a completely different person. I was really unhappy. Mm-hmm. I was just really unhappy. And I decided to focus on things that made me happy. And so one of the things that made me happy was magic, and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to get out of this house, and and, and this is, not, of course, not a criticism of you, but like I just needed some some time to be alone and I needed some friends outside our normal circle. And I was like, I'm going to build a deck and I'm going to go down to the LGS and I'm going to play Friday night magic again. Like I did when I was a kid. 
Sounds like fun. Wish I could have done that with a one-year-old in diapers. <laughs> I appreciate to to your eternal credit, you said Matthew go, and and you needed it, and that was totally fine. I, you're a better husband when you're happy, aren't we all? I'm sure I'm a better wife when I'm happy. So this has been a good compromise for both of us. I get to spend time with you, and you get to spend time with me. And magic's fun for both of us. Yeah. So going down and playing Friday Night Magic with the boys at the card shop was fine. I didn't mind making that compromise with you. Yeah, I, I, I really appreciate it. It was very good for me. I wound up putting together a, a modern deck. Um, I put together a, a modern merfolk deck. And the first time I went down for Friday Night Magic, it, they weren't actually having Friday Night Magic. What were they doing? They were having a PTQ. What is a PTQ? Pro Tour qualifying event. Oh, <laughs> I haven't played anything other than kitchen table magic. Oh my gosh. Since high school. And they're having oh a pro tour gosh. qualifier. It's been 15 years. Uh-huh. And you go to a PTQ? Well, I'm, I'm not going to go home. So yeah, I paid and I entered the PTQ. <laughs> I won two rounds. I went two and six. Well, hey, that's not bad, actually. <laughs> that's not bad. I went two and six. That's, you know, like, it's respectable. Modern merfolk doing yeah. things at the PTQ with the guy who doesn't know anything about anything. Yeah, I'm, you haven't been familiar with any of these cards. The The funniest part was other people looking at me funny when I asked to read their cards. Oh, yeah, I'm going to pro tour qualifier. And I know some of the cards, like I tried to bone up a little bit on the format before I went. So like I have a reasonable sideboard, but like I just don't know all the cards that well. And oh, so, like, there, so there are definitely moments where I'm just like, what does that do? And they're like, it's, it's, you don't know what this does. Like, this is, this is a Johnny Vengeance. Everyone knows this card here. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, I have to say that my first experience yes. was not nearly so awkward. No. I got really awesome treatment. I, I remember it was Guilds of Ravnica that was coming out. Yes. And, I think it was 2018 yeah. when that happened. That's that's later that year. Yeah. I've been going to the card shop a bit. Pre-release is coming, and I'm just like, you know, Lori, they're going to have a pre-release this weekend. I, I think I want to go. I want to play. And I responded, can I come? And I said, yeah, of course, absolutely. Yep. Let's find sitters. Well, so the next part of that was, uh, what's a pre-release? Yep. And what do I have to do and how do I have to play? And I mean, I wanted to have this experience. You've been having fun at the card shop. I wanted to be included, but I had no idea what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So, so what'd you do? Well, I watched videos from the professor uh -huh. and he taught me what the different guilds of Ravnica were. And I studied up on that, decided I'm an, I'm a Golgari girl. If I hadn't already known, I knew now. Yep. And, um, Watched a video with Wedge in it. Oh, Wedge. Where he kind of I gave miss you. Wedge. I know it. I know. He, he was pretty fun to watch. And I, I don't remember all the advice he gave mm -hmm. because I soaked it in like a sponge. But the one thing that has stayed with me through every pre release we have ever done together is shower. Bless. And I, I really didn't Bless. know that it was going to be an issue, but oh my gosh. Yes, please. Please shower. Shower. Guys, this is not complicated. Shower. You're going to be sitting close to other people. Please shower. Wear deodorant. And, and, well, so we went. Yeah. And, um, I remember sitting down, I think it was midnight on a Friday night, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We went to midnight pre release. We went to a midnight pre release. And I pick out my Golgari box and I'm super excited. And I, I don't, really get to play against you no we don't play each other I, I didn't know i wasn't actually going to be playing against other people i didn't know that was different that was my first time playing magic with anybody i didn't know yeah um i remember one of the guys there i told him this is my first experience this is my first fnm it's my first pre-release this is my first everything i'm a newbie and um he's like wow congrats and he gave me a sparkly 20 sided turn down dice and yeah. i still have it i keep it in my deck you box. complimented it on him told him you thought it yeah. was pretty and he was just like here here it's i have yours. it and I, I don't know i guess it's because i'm a cute girl at a card shop i got really good treatment you got excellent i treatment. got good treatment i was very pleased with the way the other players treated you it was a it was a small concern in the back of my mind that you know like maybe someone's rude to you because you're a girl or because you're new and that didn't happen at all 
I was very pleased with the treatment that you got. I think it was good for me, too, to be at a pre-release where all the cards are new. Yes. Nobody knew the cards. Nobody really knew the cards. Exactly. We were all looking at each other's cards. We were all asking, hey, what does that do? Hey, can I take a look at that? Very much so, even footing. That was nice. That you, was nice. You're leaving out the best part. What's the best part? What was your record that night? I don't remember. I do. You stomped them. Did you, I? You you went two and one. The only person you lost to was the first guy you played against. Oh, yeah. And I went 0-3. Oh I was playing Is It. I opened double Narc Amoebas oh, in my sealed pool. I was so salty about it. I have hated that card ever since. I, I had so much fun. I don't really remember the record. I'm, I'm sure you remember because you're competitive and I'm not really. Yes. But I had so much fun that first night. I asked you if I could come back and do it again. And of course I said yes. So I think you did four pre-release events that weekend. Yeah. And I did three because yep. I had to go to church. Yep. You wow. Did, you did three pre-release events in a weekend, and you opened the, the card of the weekend. Oh, yeah, I did. I did. I opened up an Assassin's Trophy. Foil Assassin's. Foiled. Yeah, that was my promo card. Yeah. Uh, for, for those of you who don't remember, when that card came out, it was a $100 foil the yeah, day man. it came out. And yeah. we sold it immediately and bought a box. And went yeah. home and cracked a box of, oh, of guilds. Oh, my gosh. Yes, we did. So... I won more packs yep. from from that event. We came home and I and I, I remember you took a picture of me with all my prize packs, and um, we cracked the whole box. There yeah, we did. Table was full of Ravnica cards. Yep, it was so much goodness. It was a good time. I we was had very so happy much for fun. you. We had so much fun. To this day, pre-release is still probably our favorite Magic event to go play at. Yeah, we kind of make it um, a vacation and mm-hmm. a date weekend. Yeah. Just the two of us. We find people to watch the kids, and you and I go do that together. You were wildly sentimental about Guilds of Ravnica because of this. Yeah, I really was. Well, it's my very first true experience with Magic. I know I've been playing Kitchen Table Magic prior to this but if you ask me wh- what set did i enter magic on i'm gonna tell you guilds of ravnica that yeah. is when i fell in love with magic the gathering yes and and cube and guilds of, and guilds of ravnica was a great set to 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 for you to come in on shortly after not too far after we start cubing because it all those cards just end up in the cube oh yeah they a did a ton of cards from guilds of ravnica were cubable yeah uh at that time so suddenly the cube feels like an extension of that event, and then of course, uh, for Christmas, I, I got you a small, small present. Was well, it Christmas? No, it was actually um, my birthday. I yeah. had emergency yeah. surgery that um, like a couple weeks prior, yeah. and um, yeah, I'd been home on the couch getting better, and all of a sudden the doorbell rings, and friends show up, and the doorbell rings again, and more friends show up, and I'm like, what in the world? And I'm over here in my lounge clothes because I'm yes. not feeling great. Uh, but you, you planned a surprise birthday party, and we come to the big dining room table with our friends, and we draft this brand new cube that you made for me, and it is a set cube of Guilds of Ravnica. Yes, indeed. That is probably the one of the most romantic presents you've given me, and you've, you've done a lot. I mean, you're really good with this, but that was really cool. It took a lot of time. Uh, it did. I, I, well, I don't know that it took a lot of time, but I was so excited to give you that present. And I was also wildly nervous about it. It's about the nerdiest thing you can give your wife. Oh, no, it's, it's really high it's, up on the it's nerd It's flying list. the nerd flag really high. But and it was a present of love. It was. And it was, it had those pretty little gold sleeves because gold was my favorite. Mm-hmm. And there's so many gold cards in the set. And you had just sorted it so pretty and... Oh, I got to crack open my favorite cards. Yes, dude, you get you get to, you can play Guilds of Ravnica from now until forever. I will always have it, and yes. I will always have this cube that we can pull out and draft, and it will feel like my first real experience with Magic. Absolutely, that cube is a memory box. Yes, it's really special. Yeah, I don't have a fifth edition cube or a a Weatherlight cube. Yeah, and as expensive as those cards are, you probably will never have one. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably fair. That's probably fair. I can still afford that alabaster dragon that I never opened. I'll have to go buy one of one those day one day. One day you're going to get that alabaster I'm gonna, dragon. I'm going to crack that one in a pack day. one day. 
Well, we've built several cubes. I should say you have built several cubes yes. since then. Um, but you've only been doing your YouTube channel yes. for a little over a year now. What made you decide to start your own channel? Hubris. Hubris? <laughs> Hubris. I'm surprisingly not surprised. Uh, like I said, I felt like there was a dearth of cube content on YouTube. Um, there was Milo. There was Life Begins at 20 for a while, and that channel kind of stopped. Um, there was The Professor's Three Videos, <laughs> and it felt like that was almost it. You can find videos of people drafting cube. You can, Those videos have not been great. We no. should come up with something better. I, I, I've tr- thought long and hard uh, about the best way to video and show like live cube draft. Uh-huh. Uh, I haven't got a good answer yet. We're still working on still that. working on that. Any um ad- advice yeah, and yeah. ideas, viewers? Let yes. us know. Comments, emails, listeners. Let us know. Cube for two at gmail dot com. Dog on it. Um, but yeah, like there just wasn't any content out there, and I wanted to talk more about the philosophy of Cube and the design aspects of Cube and the critical thinking that goes into it, um, and it also in the process of creating a lesson on Cube or on a subject inside of Cube, you have to master it in order to teach it. Well, that is true of all teaching. Yeah. You have to learn your content to be able to share it with Ma- others. Mastery is the highest form of teaching, and I wanted to present a, a channel that would, A, force me to become educated and a master of the content, and then, B, provide something for other people but I was also wildly nervous about doing it. I felt like I wasn't qualified, and I'm probably not, but here I am. And then I stumbled across this tiny YouTube channel. It had like less than 100 subscribers or something. It only had a couple of videos on it. What uh, channel was it? It's Cultic Cube. Oh, yeah. Cultic Cube? Yeah, it was John's channel. It was brand Aww. new. And I watched, I think it was his video on Red Aggro, on like the Fun Police or whatever he titled it. And in the comments, I, I said to him, like, this is amazing. I've been looking for something like this. I have thought about doing this myself, but I'm really nervous about it. And John said, just do it. Just do it. And he is the reason that cube for two exists shout out to you john we appreciate you yeah it, it's it's uh, he he was just like just do it and it dawned on me in the same way that a lot of things have dawned on me after surgery that i spend far too much time worrying about what other people might perceive of me or of what i'm doing or you know i was reticent to talk to people about like my my hobby because of how they might look at a grown man playing a kid's cardboard game. But you know what? Like you just, you can't, you can't worry about other people and how they might feel like just, just follow your bliss boys and girls. It's the same way with our podcast cube for two and you. Yeah. We decided we were going to do that for us. And if anybody else likes our content and wants to share and, you know, wants to listen, that's great. But in this life, pursue happiness. No one's going to just hand it to you. Absolutely. God, we've come a long way in a year. We really have. Guys, if you want to do something hilarious, because it's it's still on my channel, you can go back to my very first video. My very first video on Gutter Bones as Card of the Week and watch that video. Don't judge. It was the very first one. We've come so far. It's these bad PowerPoint slides. And it's like scrolling between them. Sometimes you can't read the text on the card. Yeah. I, the argument is reasonably sound, but the the who the production quality is 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 low. It's low. Yeah, um, I, I do think that you've certainly. And then go watch last week's video. Yeah, you've, you've certainly gotten better. <laughs> certainly gotten better. Well, we actually have some questions. From the fans. It's surprising to me that we even have fans. We have fans. fans. Shout out to all 10 of you. Like, right, right. We appreciate the dozen of you that we have. Thank you for coming on back and listening to our craziness all the time. Absolutely. So, our first question comes from Card Games 13. Card Games. Card Games. Um, They said, What type of players are you? Do you have colors or styles that you prefer to play? 
Do you want to go first? No, you you can go okay. first. Uh, I am somewhere between Johnny and Spike. Johnny Spike. So I like to win. Oh God, yes. I like to win a lot. Yeah, you really do. I I I, I used to joke. I hate losing, and we're gonna get to that in a second. I hate losing. I hate losing more than I want to win. This is true. Yes, indeed. So so shout out to Michael Lewis and Moneyball for those of you who know. So so yeah, I I build spikier decks, but a real group of spikes would not call me a spiky player. I think I'm just spiky for our group. Oh yeah, for our group you probably are. And I would say that I'm Johnny. Yes. I'm You love a good build Johnny. around me. I I loved the undergrowth mechanic from Guilds of Ravnica. I I like to find a theme mm-hmm. and build around it. Um, I love aristocrats for that reason. Yep. My most recent uh, standard deck was a uh, what is it? Dance of the Mance. You, yes, you built the Dance of the Mance deck. It was such a clever little deck where you took all of these enchantments and you know put them on the battlefield. They ended up in the graveyard, and you brought them back with Dance of the Mance. And now they're creatures, and you win. Now the game. they're creatures, and you win the game. Yep. And I I love that, but it's it's not a traditional type of deck. I don't typically do what um, the majority of people are doing at any given time. Mm-hmm. I like to build around an idea. I'm a Johnny player. Yeah. Uh, color preference? Oh, I'm Golgari. All day? All day. Well, the idea that the graveyard mm-hmm. is not dead cards. It's an extension of your hand. It's an extension of my hand. Those are cards that I put there deliberately. And you're going to see them again. I'm going to see them again. Ransack the Lab, when that card came out, I was like, this is my jam. This is a good card. I'm going to discard to the graveyard all day. All day. So black probably is my number one color that I like better than anything. Um, But I do like the Golgari mechanic. So I don't know that I have a color preference. I think I've been... Red. Okay, I love my red burn. I own that I love red burn. Red. I love red burn. I love it. <laughs> if, if ball lightning was playable and standard, I would be casting that card all day. Yes. But that being said, my play style is, and I, I, I would classify it as this, not mid-range. Yeah, I do mid-range decks and you typically don't. I like aggro. Yes. I like control. Yes. I, I like the extremes of magic, that I'm going to play fast and kill them quick, or that I'm going to slowly torture them to death and beat them with a nether spirit. That's kind of how you live your life. Yeah, You're either going to slow down and take your time, yeah. or or you want it fast and you want it quick and you want it now. All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that mid-range. I, I like a little bit of a grind wow. going on with my wow. gameplay. Easy now. Easy. <laughs> Woo, steady. All right. We got more questions, you know. <laughs> yes, we do. We do. Um, we do. So um, you can ask the next one. Uh, so my boy, my boy Cube Draft wants to know. I, I love you, Cube Draft, by the way. You're a, an amazing human being. He wants to know, what is the one card in Cube or Archetype or other aspect in Magic that we disagree on the most? What do you think we disagree about the most? Oh, my. I'm not really sure. I think we agree that you handle the planning mm-hmm. and I just play test. And I think that has worked really well for us. There are some cards that we've disagreed on. Most say. most recently has been Luminous Broodmoth. Yes. That that tends to be what we disagree about when we disagree is, yeah. is single cards. Like you were all about the Broodmoth. Uh-huh. I was less so. And now I win. The card's garbage and it's gone. Well, I wouldn't say it's garbage. I'd say it's better placed in a commander deck or, yeah. or some other place, it, not in our cube. Yeah. Um, I don't know that we really disagree on much. I don't, I don't know. I'm not trying to say that we get along all the time either. No. Because that's certainly not the case. But um, yeah. <laughs> you you want to play all the time. All the time. You, you have no limit. It, I could play with you for five hours a day doing magic. That sounds and, fantastic. Yeah, it sounds fantastic to you. And I'm like, can we please get up and, and move around? Let me stretch my legs or something. Yeah. I have probably one or two games in me before I'd like to take a break. I'd say one or two rounds. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah rounds. Like, yeah. yeah, like best two out of three or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's probably what we argue about the most is you are really getting into something and I'm like, dude, I need to take a break. But 
But I'm just getting comfortable with this deck now. Yeah, I know. I'm getting that's, my I'm getting settled in. That's probably what it is. And then there's also times when we have drafted a cube and for whatever reason one of your decks is just really better than mine or vice versa. Yeah. Usually I, I'm the one that whiffs. And um yeah, I'm like, I'm done with this. Put it up. I don't want to play this. I'm done. Let's draft something different. But I drafted this really sweet deck and I want to play it one more time. And I don't care, I want it gone. That yeah. That tends to be what we argue about. If we argue, and I wouldn't even necessarily call it an argument, I would just say that like differing opinions. Yeah, you're ready to be done and move on to something else, and I'm kind of sad that because I wanted to play this one more time. Yeah, yeah, probably. So, Magic the Gathering left us a question: What is your favorite deck or card interaction for each of you? And are there any cards that you love and would just not work in cube? Um. So he didn't tell us whether he was talking about our favorite constructed deck or favorite cube deck. Um, yeah. What is your favorite uh, constructed deck that you've ever played? Constructed? What What do you mean by constructed? Like you took it to F&M. Oh. oh or, or you um, play EDH with it or, you know. Well, I, I really liked my Dance of the Mance deck, but I probably won the most games with my Golgari Undergrowth deck from 2018. You mean, No, it wasn't an no. Undergrowth deck. It was a, uh, what is that stupid? It was. Um, undergrowth was the mechanic. No, but you were playing Wild Growth Walker. Yeah. You were doing Explore stuff. You weren't playing Undergrowth. Well, that was the part of the deck that I liked the best. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, you, you helped me figure out what cards to yeah, play. Yeah, we wanted it, an engine. Yeah, but anyway. So that's probably the deck that um, I had the best results with, but... I loved that night you went to the... We went to like the big yes. card shop where they had like 70 players. Oh my and you, gosh, it was huge. And you top eight it. I was so freaking proud of I you. I top eight it, man. And they they wanted to split. The top eight wants to split. And they I want to go to home. Keep and you want to keep playing. I wanted to keep playing. It was, it was hilarious. after midnight. It's almost one o'clock in the morning when it we was finally so funny. left. That was cool. That was a lot of fun. That, uh, I'll, I'll shout never... out to any of the girls that make it to the top. It is possible. Girls, you can do this. <laughs> We um, probably don't have any girl listeners, but no. I want them to know. That one girl. <laughs> that one she's girl. Out there. She's out there. I am rooting for you. What's your favorite cube deck? Um, I really like the Aristocrats. If I can put together an Aristocrat deck, I'm super happy with it. I love the idea of trying to get that going. What is your favorite card that you can't play in cube? Azoni the Thousand-Eyed. You do love that card. I love Azoni. I love her. She's just so much fun, and I have lots of um, good feelings to go with that card. It's from Guilds of Ravnica, of course. So there is good news there. Yeah. We have a Guilds of Ravnica cube, and I do get to play with her in that cube. Yes. You will will pick her and change colors in a heartbeat. I will. I will. And, and like, Doom Whisperer was from that. I mean, he's okay in cube now, but I don't think he'll last forever. No, I don't think so either. I think his days are numbered. Yeah. Um, well, what about you? Is there a deck that you've been a big fan of? My favorite deck is my Naya deck. Your Naya my, deck? It's it's my favorite deck. I'm surprised and you didn't say your Commander deck. I, I look, I love Bile Smasher and Thrasios, but see, here's something uh, the kids in the audience don't understand. Back in the day, there's no internet. Oh, that is very very true. There's no internet. So when I talk about dominating FNM with a Naya, you know, deck and extended, like you have to realize that nobody, there's no tournament meta. Everyone's playing what they've built at the house. And so anyway, I opened that fifth edition starter deck, right? Yeah. It becomes the basis of my first deck. And what it shifts into is I make it this Boros uh, deck. So that, so we'll go from five colors to Boros. So mm-hmm. it's a Boros deck because I want to play Mountain Yeti. Because oh it's, my gosh. Because it's the best way to beat Crispy. <laughs> um, that is the thing, though. You always want to just, I want to beat this. I need, and you build around it. Yes. I need to, this is how I've become the best deck in the meta. I have to play Mountain Yeti. Uh, <laughs> I still love that card. We nicknamed him George. George. Yeah. Is George in our cube? No, but he is upstairs in a photo album. Uh-huh, like, I, I that's pressed adorable. him in the pages. Um, <laughs> So, so yeah, so it was a Boros deck, and then it shifted into a Gruul mid-range deck, and it ran, like, Fireballs and Urnham de Gems and stuff like that. And then I got some dual lands, and I started playing this little elf package inside of it, and suddenly it's my Naya deck. 
the reason it's my favorite deck isn't because it's uber powerful. I've stopped making changes to it a long time ago. Like it's it's very much as it was. It's a time capsule. When I touched it in high school, exactly. And so, no, that's my favorite deck because it's essentially still the first thing I ever opened. I can totally understand that. Yeah. I really can. Um, um, now, it, in in terms of like playing competitive stuff, I love Merfolk, um, and I loved playing Nethergo back in Mercadia Mass Standard. I just I freaking love that deck. It's mm-hmm. so good um, and challenging to pilot. Um, my favorite cube deck. I really love the chance to play red aggro still to this day. Yeah. Like if I can put together the red aggro deck, I, I just feel like I'm going three and zero tonight. Everybody else just get out of my way. And in our cube, you might have to. I mean, that's a very, very powerful. If deck. you are dirtling around, you're dead. No, that's if, true. If if you are not doing something in the early turns, the red aggro deck will murder you, and I love it. I love it, and lately. I enjoyed playing Simic, and now I think I'm over it. Well, it's, it's very it's powerful. It's so good. It, it is. It's very powerful. We are watching some of those cards in Simic. Yeah. For power level and for brokenness and for possibly the fact that that guild is maybe too powerful. Might be the best combination in, in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll, we're just going to have to watch it a little more, and we really need to get a big pod together. And obviously, that's really hard right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and and see all the decks played and how it comes out because we haven't had a chance to do that in right. a long time. Well, are there any cards that you're a big fan of that don't really work in the cube? Siobhan Dragon. Huh? That's actually very true. That I, is your favorite. I, I would. Pl- I'd cast that card all day. Um, I'd play Morphling. Mm-hmm. I love Morphling. Back in the day, Morphling was godlike because damage used the stack. Yeah. So you could pump him. Deal the attack damage. It's on the stack. Now you can pump his defense. So dude was impossible to get rid of. Um, so yeah, I would definitely play Morphling. I would play Siobhan Dragon. In terms of like more recent cards, I really enjoyed playing Golgari Adventures. And while we do play some adventure cards in cube... Adventures, do you mean the... Um, the Eldraine mechanic. Not Golgari. No, I played Golgari do? Adventures. I played it at FNM. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I smashed with that. Okay. At FNM. Yeah, actually, you did though. Yeah. You did. Um, I know. I was on Golgari for once. It was. It's. I know that's unusual for you. I branch out of my comfort zone. But, I am growing as a player. And so, like, I like. I liked playing the synergy of adventures, not necessarily adventure cards, and mm-hmm. that's not cube viable. It, it's not. You have to craft a, a special environment if you wanted to be able to mm-hmm. make the adventure deck a thing. I do think that we have our legacy cube or eternal cube that is highlander it's running one copy of each card and it's it's not a powered cube but it's probably tier one yeah um and and that is a fun thing to cube and draft and and play with but there is something to be said of a constructed deck Mm -hmm. and these set cubes that come out or the set cubes that we've made yeah the retail draft where you can play these cards that were designed to be together it's completely different experience and i think there's a lot of value to it yeah so to change things up we do have those other types of cube i I actually really love them i love being able to play old formats all right uh jonathan wants to know how we make time for magic together with jobs and family well, I think the easiest thing is the fact that our kids have a bedtime. Amen. Kids go to bed. Yes. And, well, what do you do with the rest of your evening? Yeah. I mean, there are days that we sit on the couch and watch, you know, bad television. But we can also play magic. Yes. And we can draft. And that's a lot of fun. And you know how many nights we have, especially now that everybody is staying home Nights and, and days. <laughs> nights and days, really. Yeah. There's an infinite amount of after dark time for cubing mm-hmm. sometimes we'll wake up on the weekends and while the kids are watching saturday morning cartoons or yeah we'll get in a quick draft yeah or, or while they're at church or something we might play and then you go to the card shop and play some more back yeah. when things were open um that yeah that's 100 percent what we do now we definitely don't draft the way we do obviously during covid because we have just so much more time right um you and i uh, and for any other couples out there listening, uh, you know, uh, maybe this will work for y'all. You and I came up with this thing where we realized that we would put the kids to bed mm-hmm. and we'd sit down on the couch and we'd watch TV, not talk to each other, 
And then however many hours later we go to bed. I think it was killing our marriage. Yeah. It wasn't good for us. We were together you, in a room together, but we weren't doing anything together. We weren't talking about anything. Yeah. We tend to watch television and play with our phones. It was not good. It was not healthy. And then we'd go to bed feeling like we didn't spend any time together at all. Yes. But magic gave us a chance to literally sit together and do this thing together. So, so Jonathan, on the nights that we're not playing magic, because we don't play magic, you know, seven nights a week or whatever, we will, we'll wa- we might watch a movie together. We, you know, we, 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 still, we definitely still do that. But we might also, our, our new thing is reading, that we'll read together. Yeah. And so you'll read, you're, you've picked the book that we're doing this time, and I'm going to pick the next one. Yeah. Um, and you'll read a few chapters of it to me, and then maybe we'll get a, you know, a bowl of ice cream and watch an episode or two of something, and then we'll go to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's how we spend our other nights. Um, I think, depending on who you're playing magic with, um, you need to understand the balance of your relationship. If you're yeah. playing magic with your buddies, plan that time out and, and play. And I encourage, you know, significant others and girls that don't play, let, let you guys play magic. It's good for them. But I also encourage, you know, these girls that might not know how to play, if you spend time with your man doing things he enjoys, he will spend time with you and he will do things you enjoy also. Yes. So it's a give and it's a take. And I've learned to love magic. I've loved doing this with you. I don't know how to say that username. It's, it's JTHD35. JTHD35. How long you both been playing? Oh, I think we've kind of covered that. I've been playing since Weatherlight. I've been playing for five years. <laughs> Um, and which of us is the saltier loser? Why are you looking at me like that? You are salty. You are super salty. All right, so I'm guilty. I I am 100%. I hate losing. I hate losing. It's something that I'm trying to model good behavior for my children when I play with them. You're not doing well. They're not in the room when I am super salty. You are, though. It's really... Okay, so it's not your best quality. I love you and I love playing with you and I typically lose because you have, I don't know, a decade more experience than me on this. But when I do win, what I really want you to say is, good job. Instead, you're like, I got mana screwed (laughs) or I flooded out or whatever, whatever, whatever. It's not, golly, I I taught you so well, you totally, you plowed through me. You could compliment yourself because you are my teacher. You could be proud. That's true. But no, no, it's like, I hate losing. I'll I'll try it from that tact from now on. You really should. All I need is just a little bit of praise and I'm happy. By the way, you, you crushed me today. I did. In Innistrad Draft. Oh, this is a fun, this is a fun bit. We drafted the Innistrad Cube today and... We both built two decks because we drafted a four-person pod, but it's just the two of us. And I built two decks. He built two decks. We play them against each other. I didn't take a loss. I don't want to talk about it. I didn't take a loss. I beat him. I beat him. Gosh, she didn't beat me. She she myrtleized me. She oh, it was so bad. I train wrecked, and I see there I am. You know what? You played incredibly well and you put together very strong synergistic decks and i'm proud of you yay thank you (laughs) um and then our last question is from cultic cube who is trolling us (laughs) and he says what's tempo honestly i don't know honestly (laughs) I, i don't know what tempo is it's some kind of janky control that's all i know that's all i know he also says what's up with that box full of silver bordered cards Hey now, that's my box. That was my Valentine's Day present cube. Yes, it was. It's the uncube. And he make, says, what makes Cheerwine such a success? Oh, you got to ask uh, your boy Matt over here because <laughs> he got a Cheerwine in his hand right, right now. Um, I don't know what makes Cheerwine a success. Because it's the elixir of the gods, sir. <laughs> Is the ambrosia of the gods. To be fair, I think one year when we were in college, 
I drove down to the Cheerwine plant mm-hmm. and bought you a case of glass bottle Cheerwines and gave it to you for Christmas. It was such a good present. It was such a good present. You have such a good wife. I do have such a good wife. I know. I have a magic podcast with my wife. I want all the gentlemen in the audience to just take that in for a second. Yeah. 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 You're one lucky SOB. <laughs> Wildly fortunate. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's kind of the end of our podcast for today. Do you know what we're discussing next time? You're in charge of the material. Oh, yeah. So uh, this is where our listeners come in. If there's something you would like for us to discuss, a type of dialogue you like to listen to, please let us know. Otherwise, uh, the world is our oyster and you get what you get. Yeah, don't fuss a bit. That's right. That's right. So I hope you guys enjoyed the story of us. Uh, I hope you enjoyed uh, our answers to your questions and that you just, you know, you got to spend a little time uh, with Matt and Lori reminiscing about their past. And I hope you enjoyed hearing my fabulous, fabulous draft partner uh, and her amazing draft of the Innistrad Cube and her husband is garbage and she's amazing. I never (laughs) said you're garbage, but if you want to get to play him, we got to get going. Oh, that's fair. Then we got to bounce. That's right. All right. So more drafts in the future. Maybe I won't train wreck so hard this time. (laughs) Thanks for joining us, guys. Until next time. Shuffle up and keep cubing, my friends.